My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. قلب سليم. Sound heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to your program Qalbun Salim. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and in this segment we are now going to be joined and welcome to our series titled Tajweed Simplified with none other than Hafidha Wasfiya Al-Talib. In this uh, program she is going to be looking at Maharij which is articulation points. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My name is Waspia and we are presenting Murshid Al-Qari A textbook on the sciences of Tajweed Book 1 by Qari Salim Gaby We will be carrying on with Makhadij which means places of articulation of the letters of the Arabic alphabet So there are 17 Makhadij There are 17 articulation points and the first one is the empty space in the mouth and throat the three lengthened letters are pronounced from here and they are alif always preceded by fatha so that makes the uh, sound so whenever you see an alif and before that is a fatha you have to pull that for two counts for example in the word na the next one is the wasakina preceded by a dhamma so we learned earlier what a sukun is a sukun means there's no haraka on it and there will be a little circle on there or something to indicate that there's a sukun on the letter sakina means a letter with a sukun on it so wasakina preceded by a dhamma will make the oo sound and then the last one is ya ya sakina preceded by a kasra so for example so e the alif never gets a haraka itself it's always preceded by a fatha that's just a note that melina slim gave is now added the next makhraj is the lower throats this is the part of the throat which is closest to the chest and furthest from the opening of the mouth so whenever i do this i always touch my throat so i can actually feel where am i what part of the throat i'm working with closer to your chest you'll feel your bones your chest bones and then there's a soft face there and then the bottom of your throat so i'm touching it right now the lower throat this is the part of the throat which is close to the chest further from the opening of the mouth hamza and ha are pronounced from here i notice that people often have a problem saying ha even though it's the exact same as the english letter h so hat ha same thing the ha is very close in makhraj to the ha which we'll cover just now so sometimes people do tend to confuse the ha and the ha for example by saying alhamdulillah instead of alhamdulillah and that is understandable because the makhraj of both letters are close to each other as i said earlier once you know the science of tajweed the recitation becomes so much easier because now you know exactly where the letter comes from so now you can apply it better as well the hamza makes the letter a makes the sound a a e u when it has a haraka on it like we said earlier the alif doesn't get the haraka the alif doesn't make the sound a e o the alif is just to lengthen for example in the word nara or qala the hamza is the one that gets the haraka that gets the a e 
Ooh, sounds on then. If you read from the 13 liner, you'll notice that they do actually put the harokat on the alif, and that is incorrect. The next one is now the middle of the throat. Arin and ha are pronounced from here. Ah, ri, ru, and ha, ha, i, ru. The next one would be the upper throat. So again, I'm touching my throat as I'm doing this. This is the part of the throat which is closest to the mouth. The rain and ha are pronounced from here. So again, these are the ones when they do have fathas on them, they will make the a sound instead of a. So ha and ra. The next makhraj, the next place of origin, the next letter is the qaf. So now this is the one we we struggle with and we find challenging, but we can do this. We can get this letter right. So it's when the extreme back portion of the tongue touches the soft palate above it. Qaf is pronounced from here. When the extreme back portion of the tongue touches the soft palate above. So you raise the back portion of your tongue and it will go up and it will touch the soft palate there. Qaf. The next one is the calf. All the next makhraj would be the back of the tongue. Calf is pronounced from here. When the back portion of the tongue touches the hard palate above, not as far back as the qaf. This one is very easy for us to pronounce because we've got the letter K in English and it's the same thing. The back part of the tongue refers to the part of the tongue furthest from the mouth. Moving on to the next one. The next makhraj is the center of the tongue. So when the center of the tongue touches the palate above it, Dream, sheen, yeah, or pronounced from here. You might think that we've covered the yeah before, so that was yeah, sakina, preceded by a kasra, e, that makes that e sound. So it means a yeah that's not preceded by a kasra, just means yeah with the haroka, for example, yeah, ye, you, or yeah, sakina, preceded by fatha, which would make that a sound, for example, in the word khairun, which we're all familiar with. Dream, I found, was quite challenging personally to pronounce. It sounds very simple, but it's actually a little bit challenging. So this is when you actually need a teacher to sit with you and to, to help you to get it right. Sheen is straightforward enough, and then the ya is straightforward as well. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We are now going on to the letter word another tricky letter so the actual makhraj that we're covering is when so it's when the side of the tongue or the edge of the tongue touches the inside of the upper molars either on the left or the right or both at one time i do it from both sides i feel like it creates a fullness that I can't pronounce when it's just from one side but either way or both sides should be fine so I'll just read what Melina explains in his book where in Mushir al-Qari, a textbook on the sciences of Tajweed which is available at an Islamic bookstore. So the side or edge of the tongue when touching the upper molars left or right. It can also be articulated from both sides at once. The word is pronounced from here. The left side is said to be the easiest followed by the right side. From both sides at the same time is the most difficult. So again you need a teacher to sit with you and to help you get this letter right because it is a rather challenging letter. It is a letter 
that we really need to know, especially since it's in the Surah Fatiha and it is compulsory for us to be able to recite Surah Fatiha correctly, especially for our Salah to be correct. The next letter is Lam, the sides of the tongue nearest to the mouth and the tip of the tongue when touching the gums of the teeth extending from one premolar to the other. Lam. The Lam is pronounced from here. Yeah, that might sound like a mouthful, but Lam is easy enough because we have the English equivalent of that. So point to note in here and I will get there in due time. Lam is an empty letter, so the tongue needs to be flat. Lam. And when I say Al, it's got to be flat, not Al. We tend to say Alhamdulillah or we tend to round the, the tongue. So it needs to be completely flat. Al. To find the Makhraj of a letter, you actually put a sukun on the letter and the fatha before it so exactly what I did just now Al then that's where you can hear whether you're saying the letter from its correct makhraj or not so again Al not Al if I'm saying Al it means that that front part of my tongue is not touching the gums of all the teeth from one premolar to the other premolar. It's just touching in the front. We are now going on to the letter letter Noon. Noon is pronounced when the tip of the tongue touches the gums of the teeth extending from one canine to the other. Noon. An, in, un, na, ni, nu. So that's easy enough because we've got the equivalent in the English alphabet, alhamdulillah. The next letter is the letter Ra and this is when the tip of the tongue and a bit of the top of the tongue touches the gums of the upper, central and lateral incisors. Wow, that sounds really hectic but it's actually not. We have the letter R in English so it's quite similar to the Ra. The Ra is pronounced from here. Most scholars are of the opinion that the tongue touches the gums of the upper central incisors in the makhraj of the Noon and the Ra. That's a note from Mulana Salim Gabi in the book. The next one that we'll be doing is the letters or the letters or Dal and Ta. So these are pronounced when the tip of the tongue touches the upper central incisors at the gum line. So or Dal Ta is pronounced when the tongue touches the gum line of the two top central incisors. Or Dal Ta. So not again not dal, it's gonna be dal. Why? Because we learnt the makhraj of the letter lam previously and we learnt that lam is an empty letter, not a full letter, so it's gotta be dal, not dal, not food, not like the food dal. The next letters that we are doing are sword, seen and za. These letters are pronounced between the tip of the tongue and both central incisors. There's a slight gap between the tongue and the teeth when articulating these letters. You can put both teeth together, so the top front teeth, the bottom front teeth, and then the tongue is hovering between them. So, and it's got that, it's got a hissing sound to it. If you're wondering why do these letters all sound so different if they all have the exact same makhraj? Well, that's because even though they all have the same makhraj, they've got different sifat, they've got different characteristics, and it's those characteristics that differentiate them from each other. 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome back to learning all about Tajweed through the book Murshid Al-Qari a textbook on the sciences of Tajweed by Qari Salim KB We are coming towards the end of the Maharij the end of the places of articulation of the Arabic alphabet The next one is the letter F So this is pronounced when the Two top front teeth touch the inside of the bottom lip. So let me re- read what he says in the book. He says, the inside of the bottom lip when touching the edge of the upper central incisors. The fur is pronounced from here. Easier way to just explain it is when the edges of the two top front teeth are touching the inside of the bottom lip. So not the outside of the bottom lip, not on top of the bottom lip, the inside. So not F or F. It's F. I'm sure you can hear the difference between those three. So it's the last one. The next makhraj is the meeting of the lips. The waw, ba, and meme are pronounced from here. So again, I covered the makhraj of the waw earlier, but that was the waw sakina, meaning waw with a sukun on. That's always preceded by el dhamma that makes the oo sound. So this is the waw that has the haraka, wa, we, wu. Or wow sakina that's preceded by a fatha that will make that o sound. For example, in the word khawfun. That's all there is to it. The wow is pronounced with the incomplete meeting of the lips. In articulating the ba and the meme, the lips meet completely. The next makhraj and the final makhraj is al khayshum, the nasal cavity. So the hunna or nasal sound comes from here. Hunna is the nasal sound that accompanies the noon and the meme whenever they are pronounced. So it's like a hmm kind of sound. So we're now moving on to the characteristics of the letters. Sifat is the plural of sifa. Literally it means qualities or characteristics. Technically, sifat are those characteristics which are affixed to the pronunciation of a letter, whether intrinsic or circumstantial. So... These are uh, characteristics of the letters that are part of the letter, that make up the letter, that the letter can't be the letter without that. So these characteristics can be either permanent or temporary. So the permanent ones are for part of the makeup of the letter. The letter can't be pronounced without these characteristics. And the temporary or circumstantial ones are when in some conditions these sifat are found and in other conditions they are not. So if you're wondering what on earth am I talking about, think of the quality of qalqala. So only when the letter has a sukun on it will you make qalqala on that letter. Qalqala is that uh, jerking sound uh, on certain letters found in the phrase qutubujadin. It might sound a little bit familiar from Madrasa days to some of you. The sifats that are permanent are divided into two types. Those which have opposites and those which don't have any opposites. The ones that have opposites, he says, because these refers are lazima, because these refers are permanent, it is impossible that any letter of the Arabic alphabet be found without these refers. And due to them being opposites, it's also impossible that both opposites refers are found in any one letter. Thus, all letters of the Arabic alphabet must have one of these pairs of refers. 
So they are hams and jahar. This is now a pair. It's either gonna have hams or it's gonna have jahar. So hams literally means a whisper. The breath flows when pronouncing the letters of hams. It has 10 letters found in the combination So before I said I love how the Arabs just come up with these phrases and you learn the phrase and you know all the letters of that particular quality or thing that you need to know. The next one is Jahar. So the opposite of Hams would then be Jahar. So Jahar literally means to announce something loudly or publicly and it's the opposite of Hams. The breath is imprisoned when pronouncing these letters. The letters of Jahar are all the remaining letters of the Arabic alphabet besides the letters of Hams. I just want to say that again. So Hams is your breath flows when you're pronouncing the letters and then Jahar is the opposite of that. So you restrain the letter. So for example, Swad has the quality of Hams. So I would say Afs and then Bad would then have the opposite. So if I say you can hear me imprisoning the sound. You can hear me imprisoning the breath, rather. The next quality is shidda, which literally means strength. So in this case, the sound is imprisoned when reciting these letters. And they are found in, found in the combination ajidu qatin bakat. So the difference between this quality and the previous one was, in the previous one, we restrained or imprisoned the breath and in this case we are imprisoning the sound and it's found in the letters found in the combination ajidu qatin bakat so for example when i say you can hear it sounds very strong and um, and um, you can hear me making an effort to imprison the sound of the letters. So the opposite would then be rikhwa or rakhawa, which literally means softness. So if the shidda meant strength, rikhwa means softness, and this is the opposite of shidda, like I mentioned, the sound flows when pronouncing these letters. And then in between shidda and rikhwa or rakhawa, we have tawassut or bainiya which literally means in between and this sifa this characteristic is in between shidda and, and rohawa its sound doesn't flow as in rohawa nor is it imprisoned as in shidda so the letters of tawassut or bainiya are lin umal so then we didn't cover the letters of Rikhwa or Rukhawa. So the letters of Rikhwa or Rukhawa would be all the remaining letters apart from the letters of Shidda and apart from the letters of Tawasut or Baniya. So Tawasut is not an independency fund on its own because it has a little bit of Shidda and a little bit of Rukhawa. And for this reason, it's not counted as an individual sifa or characteristic. The next characteristic is isti'ala, which literally means to elevate. So the back portion of the tongue raises when pronouncing these letters. It's found in the seven letters, found in the phrase In order to say, for example, when I was doing the makhraj of the qaf, I was saying in order to, it's a full letter, in order to create that fullness, you've got to raise the back portion of your tongue. Qaf, the same with Kha, Sad, Bad, Ghain, Ta, Va. And again, all those letters are found in the phrase, Khusa, Ta, Qin, 
So when you memorize the prayers, you know all the letters that accompany it. What I recommend you do is that you write these letters or whichever letters you are, you decide to work on at the top of your page as you're reciting, even if you have to do it on top of every single page, so that as you're reciting and you come across one of these letters and you're not so sure how that's supposed to be recited, you've got a note over there that you can refer back to until you come to analyze what the letters are. You no longer need those notes anymore. Because of the back portion of the tongue rising, it causes these letters to be pronounced with a full mouth or a thick sound. In Arabic, this is called tafkhim. So I see that I try not to use so many Arabic terms, but as Melina says in his book himself, that unfortunately for us that aren't familiar with the Arabic language, it's a bit hard to stay away from using the Arabic terms. The next one is istifal, which literally means to lower. This is the opposite of isti'ala. The back portion of the tongue does not raise, but instead lays low when pronouncing these letters. It's found in all of the letters besides the letters of Isti'la. An interesting point to note would be the Ain. The Ain is actually not a full mouth letter. It's not a letter of Isti'la, it's a letter of Istifal. Ain shouldn't be so full, it's like Ain, where you like emphasizing where you're going to the ends of the earth to say this letter. It shouldn't be pronounced like that and it's something that I actually had to really work on to be able to say the Ain correctly. Okay, not Ain where you're raising the back portion of your tongue. The tongue needs to be flat for the letters of Istifal. Ain. A. Ri. O. Not A. Ri. This action of the tongue causes these letters to be pronounced with an empty mouth or with thin sound called tarqiq. Again, I'm sorry for all of the Arabic terms. That is just the science of tajweed which we have to come to terms with. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaykum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Learning the Sciences of Tajweed through Murshid Al-Qari, a textbook on the sciences of Tajweed, book one by Qari Salim Gaybi. So we'll now be moving on to our recitation of a surah and we will be doing surah Fatiha, inshallah. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanirrahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim. غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين So there we, at the end of the surah we had the ضالين which was our mad lazim مثقل so permanent sukun because we have the ضالين that lam has a sukun on it that lam has a shadda on it so which means that the shadda indicates that there's actually two lams next to each other the first one having a sukun and the second one having a haraf so we end of our segment with our dua and I really like this dua because we're basically asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he grants all of our actions to be done sincerely for his sake and that there not be in them a portion for other than him so Allahumma ja'al a'malana khaliswatan liwajik wala تجعل فيها حظا لغيرك سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته
Alhamdulillah, that was the voice of Hafidah Wasfiya Al-Talib presenting to you once again the series of Tajweed Simplified based on the book by Kari Salim Gaby titled Murshid Al-Qari. However, Hafidah is also available for teaching and our details is at our reception desk. So you can give us a call on 021-442-3500 if you would like Hafidah to be teaching you inshallah. I hope that you have enjoyed the segment and it was beneficial to to you it is leading up to the month of Ramadan and this is where we are going to be getting all the basic tajweed rules right for us to complete at Hatam Alhamdulillah however if you feel that you cannot do that then you read what you are comfortable in reading but remember that the next time you will be reading your reading will improve because of the series done by Hafidah Wasfiya Al-Talib. So from myself, Yasmina Peterson, as well as Rina Talib and everyone on board, I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And you have a great day further, inshallah. Sound heart.